0: Everyone and welcome to Tea with Coco. I am Coco like Chanel, and today I have a very special guest. My husband Charles is joining us. He grew up on the North Shore, about 45 minutes away from New Orleans, to the north, as the name implies. Same city that I was born in, although we didn't meet for another 20 some years, at least officially. And he is joining me to talk about our favorite restaurants in New Orleans. So please have a listen to our top 10 favorite restaurants, our near misses, and what we would think of as the perfect evening in New Orleans. Enjoy. So thank you for being on my podcast. Even though you haven't listened to any of my previous podcasts, I'm still grateful that you agreed to be on mine And for everyone out there who can't see who's in the room with me, my husband, Charles, has joined us for this podcast. Say hi, Charles. Hi. With this past week, we had a big loss in the culinary community. Anthony Bourdain passed away, and one of the things he's best known for is his absolute love of travel and food. Now, New Orleans is one of my favorite destinations to travel. Charles and I lived there for many years, and he grew up just outside of New Orleans as well. But needless to say, we both ate in the city a lot. And when Anthony Bourdain passed earlier this week, I was reminded of a very famous quote from him that said, when asked about his favorite destination to eat, Anthony Bourdain said the following. There may be better gastronomic destinations than New Orleans, but there is no place more uniquely wonderful. So I would say New Orleans. With the best restaurants in New York, you'll find something similar to it in Paris or Copenhagen or Chicago, but there is no place like New Orleans. So it's a must-see city because there's no explaining it, no describing it. You can't compare it to anything. So far and away, New Orleans. Anthony Bourdain. With... His passing and us talking a lot about our favorite food destinations in New Orleans after seeing that quote, I thought it would be interesting for us to both review our top 10 list for everybody of our favorite restaurants in New Orleans, which I know is difficult, like Sophie's Choice, but I'm really interested because you and I will not have the same list because I have eaten at some places that are definitely on my list that you have not eaten that either opened after we left or when we were there we didn't have the financial... Means to go to some of the better restaurants, which I think is good. We have a balance. Um, so, Charles, before we get into our list, why don't you tell them a little bit about where you're from and where you grew up so that they understand your culinary background, because you grew up right outside of New Orleans.
1: Yes. Yes, I did. On the uh, North Shore. <laughs> about 45 minutes uh, northwest of New Orleans, uh, so just close enough for... You know, whenever you want to have a dinner for a special occasion or get something more unique, you know, it's a decent driving distance and not too far out of the way.
0: So, you grew up going into the city for special occasions. That's where you went to New Orleans? Typically. Awesome. So, you've been eating there for over 30 years because you're over 30.
1: You didn't say we were going to mention that.
0: (laughs) It's a surprise. Um, All right, so let's both start off with our least of our top ten. So start off with your number ten, the very bottom of your list, favorites. And guests can go first. So what is your number ten favorite restaurant of your top ten?
1: So my number ten was Upper Line, um, which... Several of my choices are going to be based on one dish that I get every single time I go that's amazing that I go to the restaurant specifically to get. Um, At Upper Line, it is the duck. I don't get duck anywhere else. (laughs) And it's such a great dish that I'll specifically go to that restaurant in order to get it.
0: Yeah, I remember one of the first times we went there, and this is a little tucked in a corner restaurant, kind of off of a side street off Britannia, in New Orleans, in between Britannia and St. Charles, and you kind of have to know it's there, right? There's not a big sign, it's kind of hidden away.
1: It's on a one-way street.
0: Yeah. And we went there to celebrate, was it your dad's birthday? Or Greg's birthday? Your brother-in-law? I think my dad's. Your dad's, I think so too. And it's like the mom meets you at the front door. And the
1: owner is the hostess. She's been doing it for years and years.
0: Yeah. For me, that was part of what I remember. I I didn't order the duck. I had something else, which was good as well. But your duck was definitely the better order. And I remember the art on the walls of that restaurant a lot. uh, Because every single space is covered with art. And I remember the greeting and the atmosphere that was created and them coming over and talking to us about the special event. Did that, for you, for me that plays a really big part in whether or not I remember a restaurant or if it's going to be on my favorite list, it's going to be because of an experience as well as the meal. Do you agree? Was that it for you?
1: Yeah, I think it adds a special layer when you have the owner of... The restaurant for gosh, it might be thirty plus years. Um, you know they're greeting you as you walk in, um, and of course it's not a cookie cutter greeting. It is very personal, and um, you know you definitely get the feeling that she genuinely cares about your dining experience and wants to make it, uh, you know, as good as possible.
0: It's not hi, welcome to Chili's.
1: No, right. There's no flair. There's
0: no flair. <laughs> Um, Okay. Well, my number 10, I think Charles is going to be upset about. And that is because although this may not be the best place in New Orleans to get this type of cuisine, it is because of the experience and the destination on my top 10 list. And it's port of call. Mm. And I know that what Charles is about over there is because it's not the best burger in the city. It's a damn good burger. But it is not the best burger in the city. The company burger is absolutely the best burger in the city, in in my opinion. Charles, do you agree?
1: Look, I'm not going to give away (laughs) anything that may or may not be on my list.
0: Okay. You're branching off into... branching off. Okay. I do not have company burger on my list, but I do have port of call. Not because it's the better food, but... For me, the entire experience of this little tiny restaurant off Esplanade that has a drink called the Monsoon, which is chock full of hard liquor, but it tastes like fruit punch. And you usually have to wait hours to get a table, especially if you go at rush hour or anywhere in the meantime, uh, upwards of an hour and a half, two hours. One of the first yeah. birthdays we celebrated together, my 23rd birthday, we went to Port of Call down the quarter. And I didn't finish my monsoon, and you finished both of them, and I ended up carrying you home on my birthday. Um, And I, I have just so many memories from, like, the complete decoupaged bathroom with all of the pictures on the wall to the experience of waiting with friends outside and the decor inside and everything. So that's why, for me, Port of Call, which literally has five things on the menu, I think, um... Salad, steak, potato, and hamburgers. I think that's it. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I've never seen anybody order the salad, so I don't know why they keep that on there. But um, they give you the proper amount of sour cream and cheese on your baked potato, which is another reason they're on my top ten list. Um, and it's a damn good burger, like I said. So port of call, number ten for me. The lack in the din. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Charles, give me your number nine what's the next
1: one kind of piggybacking off that the decor the experience being as good as it is coupled with good food but not the best food um i went with camellia grill um you know i think for any tourists going to new orleans that's a hundred percent a place that you need to hit um the energy by, by the, the people that work behind the counter and the cooks, um, you know, definitely adds uh, something to the experience. Um, and there's no better place to go for good, greasy food on a morning after you've just gone out <laughs> and stayed up late, hit a couple bars, um, you know, going and getting a nice, Greasy omelet covered in <laughs> covered in chili uh, all the way.
0: Good chocolate milk.
1: Yeah, uh, you know that's definitely a good start to the next day of recovery.
0: It's definitely an experience, kind of like Cafe Du Monde, but I, mm. you know, yeah. Different but better, very old-timey, kind of makes you feel like it looked exactly the same 50, 60 years ago when they opened. Uh, and that's Uptown, which is kind of away from the crowds of the French Quarter when you do Café Dumont. It's It's uh, right right there by the levee on the corner of Carrollton. So, I, that's I, not on my list. But I'm actually, I'm surprised. I kind of forgot about that one. It's a hidden gem. It's a good one. Okay, I'm actually, my number eight is right across the street in about a block up.
1: What is your number nine? Oh,
0: my number nine. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, this is my number nine. Um, Kotsud is my number nine.
1: It's so funny. Not five seconds ago, I have my little extra list of ones that were just outside of my top ten. Mm-hmm. And not two seconds ago, I just typed in... Ciro's coat
0: yeah it's amazing it's still i i know bryston's is probably on your list and it's on my list too but it, that fish that i had which was a whole fish at coat still probably one of the best pieces of fish i've ever had in my life and their creme brulee that was the first time you had tried creme brulee right no
1: no i'd had it before you'd had it before yeah. I don't
0: know why I like had that as your first time ever.
1: I don't even remember what I got.
0: It was just good. I just remember <laughs> your
1: I just remember your fish.
0: It was so good. And
1: whatever I got it was good too. Um, but
0: it was like stuffed with lemons like the fish. and yeah. And you know, you and I haven't gone back there in a while. It's something that we kind of always forget to do because we have limited time when we go back, but it's gonna be on my list next time for sure. It's it's amazing. The it's very small too. Like what, eight tables?
1: No, it's more than that.
0: More? How many do you think? Twenty. You think twenty tables?
1: Only eight of them may have been full <laughs> when we went, but I <laughs> think
0: right. there are
1: twenty tables in there.
0: Twenty tables. All right, all right. We'll we'll look and get back to you. Which how many tables? So that's my number nine. Is kotsu. Go ahead with your numero ocho.
1: So my number eight um, was Dat Dog. Um, They've got probably 10 or 15 different kinds of sausages or hot dogs and 30 different toppings. Everything from crawfish etouffee to standard ketchup and mustard. Um,
0: Creole mustard. Yeah. Hummus. Just but
1: no matter what, whatever combination you pick, it always seems to work.
0: It does. It's magical.
1: <laughs> it's odd how something completely out of place, such as crawfish etouffee, goes well with mustard.
0: And a bratwurst.
1: <laughs> and a bratwurst. It, yeah. So that's always just a good place to go. Um, get, you know, a good, relatively quick bite to eat. Uh, you always feel like you got your money's worth, and they don't—they're not stingy with the toppings, uh, and you don't either. pay
0: extra for any of the toppings. So you All pay inclusive. a flat rate. Right? Yeah. Yep. Do you remember when you and I first went there when it was on that little tiny walk-up counter on Ferret? Yep. And it's like completely blossomed now into what? Four locations? Is it? Three. Three or four locations around the city, downtown, the French Quarter, on Frenchman Street, the one on Magazine, and I guess the one on Fret. Yeah, yeah, three. I think they're opening one up in a mall or something, though. I heard talk last time I was there. Maybe. You know, and for everybody listening out there, they have really good vegetarian options. I always get the Chipotle um, black bean one, and it's really good if you have... Their buns, I think, are what make it, though.
1: Yeah, that takes a special bun to be able to hold... Up
0: all those toppings. All the toppings
1: <laughs> and the, hot, the sausage or hot dog yeah. without getting overly saturated and soggy and completely falling apart. Um, so, yeah, it definitely captures everything that you would want in, uh, you know, a sausage sandwich.
0: So Dat Dog was my number eight, and I crossed it out and replaced it with Upper Line.
1: Did you do that after I no, said Upper I didn't. Line? No, I did I didn't. I
0: didn't. Look, it's right there. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's written on the page. It doesn't tell me when you did it.
0: Well, before you said it, I don't have a pen with me right now. But uh. I crossed it out and wrote Upper Line. But for me, those were, that was a hard one. Because, again, they're both just such different experiences. Uh, you know, Upper Line, you have such a, an evening and an event. Dat Dog can just be like a Tuesday night. You know, so I wanted to have something on my list that was like that, which I have. I have one that's like that, but I crossed it out and put Upper Line for my number eight because I think it was truthfully what tipped the bounds for me was the hostess was one of the owners at Upper Line. I just like will always remember that, and I just loved it. So I loved the art. I loved the food. I loved the atmosphere. So it tipped the scales, even though Dat Dog would have made my top ten. All right, so that was my number eight. You go, you're on number seven now.
1: Giacomo's. Mm. Um, Probably half of my places are places that I'll go with one particular dish in mind, and I'll get that every single time I go there. Giacomo's is not one of those places. Um, It has probably ten different things on the menu that I would consider ordering, Um, and then the alligator cheesecake, Mm -hmm. which you have to get, even if you think it sounds like the dumbest combination of ingredients and something that you absolutely would not like or sounds gross, (laughs) get it, just get it and try it. It's something no one else in the city does anything similar to it, much less in the rest of the country. Um, and is completely unique to that restaurant. Um, And then also, like I said, they've got 10 other entrees, um, you know, that are all very, very good.
0: I agree. The soft shell crab, the fried chicken, all really good there. But the alligator cheesecake takes the cake, takes the cheesecake. (laughs) And the decor is just amazing. Again, it's an experience. If you guys go there and there is a wait... You can go and wait in the Maple Leaf next door, which is where Rebirth plays every Tuesday night. Amazing Brass band, in New Orleans. And they will come and get you from the Maple Leaf for your order. <laughs> you can take your drink out. Um, so it's, again, just a complete amazing experience. And Giacomo's is interesting because it's one of the restaurants that can cross that barrier between an event evening and a regular evening. Like, I would absolutely go to Giacomo's on, like, a Wednesday and, like, just go there and eat because it's kind of a relaxed atmosphere. But at the same time, you can go there and celebrate and you wouldn't be out of place. So I, I love Giacomo's.
1: Yeah. Blackened redfish. Um, oh, shrimp creole, shrimp etouffee. Uh, Great
0: shrimp etouffee. Bouillabaisse.
1: Mm. Oh, man. Just looking. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just looking at the menu
0: jalapeno cornbread which i know you don't like cornbread but i do and they have great jalapeno cornbread that they bring you for free there
1: yeah the pan fried drum i remember is something that is easy to overlook but is one of their best it's got a pecan miniere sauce uh, it's
0: like your mom makes well
1: Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and then the fried chicken is up there for the best in the city
0: We've still never tried Willie Mays Scotch House. We have not. We'll have to do that next time. We'll have to update the list.
1: I don't know. It'll be tough for it to beat Brothers Food Mart. Oh,
0: <laughs> Okay. I, is that on your list?
1: It, it is not, but when it's 2 a.m. and nothing else is open and you're on your way back home and you're hungry.
0: It tastes amazing.
1: It's It's the perfect, convenient, quick in and out plenty of food not expensive um,
0: I have never had their fried chicken I think I would probably die
1: yeah but. it might not be up your alley <laughs> but,
0: you know I have um, Giacomo as my number seven as well but that is only because this is true I was going to put I just wrote couchon delay on my list.
1: you making changes as no, we go? No, I'm
0: not. I wrote. You Couchon, have a pen in
1: your hand this time. I, no, so. It's a different
0: color. It's a different color. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: and I see a different um, color on it I
0: wrote Couchon DeLay on here because I am talking about the Po' Boy. The Couchon DeLay Po' Boy at Jazz Fest. And I didn't think that that qualified as a restaurant because you can't go to it.
1: No, there is a restaurant.
0: Well, Couchon. Yeah. No. Downtown. The restaurant that makes it There the is Couchon a restaurant
1: play? that makes it
0: Wait and tell me?
1: We've discussed it.
0: You know how much I love that po' boy.
1: <laughs> it, it, it's in a more difficult location to get to.
0: Like Harahan?
1: No. Um, I want to say it's in... Oh, my gosh. It's the northeast part of the city by Lakeview Airport. We've never, ever been there. So... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You'd have to be going there with the intent of getting that to get po boy. that. Otherwise, I would go I there with think...
0: the intent of getting that po' boy. <laughs> it's one of the reasons I was so excited to go back for French Quarter Fest month before last because I was like, "I will get my po' boy," which I did, and yeah. it was delicious. But
1: I think a lot of it, a lot of why you think it's as delicious as you do, is that you didn't know that there was a restaurant and there. <laughs> Therefore, it's like a special event-only entree or whatnot. Maybe I
0: build it up in my head, but it tastes damn good. Yeah,
1: it's good. Definitely good.
0: All right, so mine was Giacomo slash de Po' Boy.
1: Okay, now I didn't look at your list. I know. Did you look at mine? I did
0: not look at yours. All right, but I don't think, other than... Okay, there are two, three, other, I don't know, we could have some overlap here. This is getting close. No, I
1: know which ones you have that I don't have. There are definitely
0: have. two that I have that you don't have.
1: I know one of those. Okay. So what am I on?
0: You're six. on six.
1: Six, Company Burger.
0: Hmm. I didn't think it would be that far up, actually. Really? But, yeah.
1: I don't know. It's.
0: That's like top five, almost. I mean, it's just outside.
1: It's worth it. I haven't had a hamburger that good that just is magnificent in its simplicity of just being cheese, meat, pickles.
0: And onions for the rest of us.
1: Never. And then you throw a little bit of hot sauce on the bun.
0: And they have a mayo bar.
1: And the mayo bar and the onion rings are great.
0: The onion rings are great. Uh, they have T-shirts that say "BYOB lettuce and tomato" because <laughs> oh, yeah. they don't serve their <laughs> just lettuce and tomato.
1: Yeah, so it that's exactly how I make my burger. They just happen to naturally serve theirs that way. So I think that makes me like it even more. Um, in that they get what
0: a burger should really be.
1: makes a burger, and what a right what a burger should be. Um,
0: they season it with the correct amount of salt and pepper too, which is yeah. their seasonings on point. But they do that with their fries and their onion rings too. It's not just like dough batter that they fried it in. It's like seasoned.
1: In the buns. Yeah. Don't forget about the buns. Do
0: you remember when they changed their yeah, buns? Yeah. We minute were the only people who noticed it. <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me, my buns are. <laughs> they're like, you guys are freaks.
1: Yeah, they couldn't get the. <laughs>
0: I forget, I forget why. Yeah, it was something, like some delivery issue. But yeah, for
1: everybody's. a couple days. Didn't they say it had been like a week and no one had noticed? Yeah. Uh, before you said something? I,
0: like, um, I noticed.
1: <laughs> but yeah, the bun definitely, it, it's light and fluffy, but also does not get soggy.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: even if you know, you put hot sauce on it, something that would normally seep in and just make any bun soggy. Um, these hold together very well.
0: And other than the hot sauce, they make all of their own spreads. The uh, mustard, everything, all the mayonnaise, which they change seasonally. Buffalo. Yeah. The buffalo blue cheese one is still an infamy.
1: It's not a regular. No. Nope. It should be. But, yeah, the hamburger with a side of onion rings. Um, That's
0: bestest. Yeah, it's good. Well, mine's very close to yours. My number six is Paracels, which is where we get the best po boy in the city, in my opinion. I know this is like starch controversy, and I will say this is a shrimp po boy that we get here the firecracker shrimp po boy, which is fried shrimp that has been dunked twice in crystal hot sauce and then fried and then dunked again. On a po' boy, and it's magical and amazing. And it's for me the best po' boy I've ever had. It's in the Irish Channel, upstairs, behind a bar that you have to walk through to get to it. And then there's a window on the top that opens up so you can shout down at the bartender at the bar on the next level to get a beer while you're in the restaurant. And it's amazing. And that's my favorite, that's my number six, and my favorite po' boy whole experience all right
1: yeah it's higher up on my list it's higher up on your list okay so you have it Uh, we'll get to that in a minute
0: number number five for you go ahead
1: uh Mm -hmm. boucherie that was one of the places that we first started going that was like a more fine dining type atmosphere but B-Y-O-B. We were able to do so because the prices were very, very reasonable.
0: It's like, what, $12, $15 um, when we first started going, and you could BYOB?
1: Yeah, and I mean, they've got great appetizers, the blackened shrimp and grits cake um, with a warm house-cured bacon vinaigrette. Um, then the boudin balls, I think we get every single time. Yep. They're delicious. Um, Best
0: ones out of Lafayette.
1: Yeah, and then as far as the large plates, there are several good options. The brisket with the Parmesan fries. Um, <laughs>
0: Sorry, Belle just brought in the loudest toy you could possibly
1: <laughs> She doesn't want to play for the two hours that we're home until we actually sit down. It's very fitting, very good timing, Belle. Um, but yeah, the beef brisket's really good. They've got, uh, pulled pork, which is very good. The scallops are great.
0: I get those almost every time. I think I have gotten them every time. Oh
1: my gosh. Well, they, another thing, they change up the menu.
0: Seasonally. Seasonally. Yep.
1: So I'm looking at it right now and some of the ones, like the scallops, whenever we got them, I think it was scallops with. Lentils and was that yeah, what it was? It
0: was. Some type of a little bit of sauce. A what the, does it say? The here? one on
1: their menu now is applewood smoked scallops with preserved green mango cucumber salad, puffed grains and chilled mango yogurt.
0: Yeah, that's what I had when I was there a month. Is a hundred
1: percent right up my alley. Yeah, being that I love mango, um, and then if you still have room for dessert. The Krispy Kreme bread pudding. Mm. Um, mm.
0: I've actually never had a Krispy Kreme, but <laughs> the Krispy Kreme bread pudding is really good.
1: But yeah, it, it, it's definitely up there. And combining the ambiance of a small house restaurant, like there are many of in New Orleans, mm. and it's almost like a New Orleans Thing given how many of them there are, um, you know, combining that with the high quality food, um, you know, and the affordability um, of getting, you know, a dish that typically, you know, it's say it's 18 or 20 dollars would probably be 30 or 35 at some other high end restaurant. So it gives you a lot of added value as well.
0: I agree. It's higher up on my list, but it's definitely, you know, that's one of my faves.
1: Yeah. All right. So back to me.
0: Well, no, it's higher up on my list. That was your list.
1: I know. That's so your turn. turn.
0: <laughs> so this one is the one you haven't been to yet. I went...
1: What number is this for you?
0: This is five okay. for me, right? Yeah. Because um, you're about to do number four. Yeah. So mine is Shia... Which is a new restaurant on Magazine. They make their own pita bread in the restaurant, which is amazing. Or pita bread, pita bread, whatever. You're giving me a weird look. <laughs> and all of their dishes are just fresh but seasoned. It's, it's something that's so interesting for me being here in California because it seems like in California they do fresh, or if you're getting Mexican, it's very well seasoned, but not, not necessarily all the time fresh. And Shaya, which is more Mediterranean, does this amazing job of very fresh but very flavorful, very true to Mediterranean cuisine, actually. Beautiful courtyard. Not a lot of tables in the courtyard, but if it's not too hot, beautiful to sit out at. And one of my new absolute favorites, great wine list too, but the pita or pita bread, depending on who you are, um, is what makes it one of my, my top five right now. Amazing restaurant. The hummus is to die for. Everybody get it. Just do it.
1: I haven't been there, so I don't have anything to I add. know. I
0: know. <laughs> All right. So you're number four.
1: Parasols. Mmm. Firecracker Shrimp po'boy. Boy. There's no other Po' Boy worth having in New Orleans until you've had this. Um, and then they also have the onion... Is it onion ring straws? Mm-hmm. Um, which are... The batter is seasoned very well. Um, they're thin, easy to get a nice handful of them, dump them in the sauce, um, and eat. Um, but the po' boy is just amazing. And again, it's every single you know, po' boy shop in New Orleans does a fried shrimp po' boy. Yeah. No one else does a firecracker shrimp po' boy. With the crystal hot sauce, um, you know, it, it's something unique to them that you can't get anywhere else. And it, it's, I think, hands down, it takes po'boys up to another level. Um, and yeah.
0: Yeah. I am. Have we haven't you... eaten. We haven't
1: eaten dinner yet. I. Either. <laughs> yeah, and so it, it's, you're it's, really hungry right it's now. It's seven ten. So if there's momentary pauses. When I find my mind <laughs> drifting off thinking about food, I apologize.
0: <laughs> it's I've brought you back one of those last time, and it held up on the plane pretty well. Better than you expected. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, my number four I think is going to be on the top of your list, if it um, if you haven't said it. I'm assuming it's going to be on your list. My number four is Bryston's which is my number four because amazing seafood destination. And this was hard for me because I actually was thinking of two restaurants for this spot. And I chose Bryston's because, again, the experience, the host, it's in a small house. It feels like you're having dinner in somebody's living room, which technically you are. Tucked away, not super touristy. And the seafood platter that they have there is just out of this world. But the whole experience from start to finish, I think, is great. The wait staff is fantastic, knowledgeable, for me, is very important. And I've always had a great time every single time I've gone to Bryston's. very old-school New Orleans, though, kind of juxtaposed to places like Boucherie, which is kind of the new age New Orleans. Very traditional, more like Galatois or Clancy's, but has exceedingly better food, in my opinion. So for me, number four, Bryston's.
1: I'll provide my input in a little bit. Oh,
0: uh okay. Thank you guys so much for listening to part one of Charles and I's top 10 restaurants in New Orleans, plus a little yap there at the end. Be sure to tune in for part two as we finish our top ten list and give you guys a little bit of what we left off and the description of our perfect evening in New Orleans. Until next time, thanks so much for tuning in to Tea with Coco, the European-American with Coco like Chanel. And remember, les le bon temps rouler, and everyone have a great day.